Shabbat Shalom, and welcome to another episode of A Christian Voice. Time for some biblical prophecy news. Biblical prophecy falls into two categories, fulfilled and future. You may say, isn't the very nature of prophecy that it's in the future? Well, yes and no. Yes, when the prophecy is received and recorded, it must be in the future. But it also has to come true at some point in time, or it's not prophecy. Here we are, on the other side of so many prophecies that have already come to pass. So many, in fact, that people will accuse the Bible of having been written after these things happened. That's easily disproven by the ancient manuscripts and manuscript fragments that exist. What I will be looking at today is prophecy that is being fulfilled. We've been watching it happen. It's not yet complete, but there has been an exciting development that brings us that much closer from a source that, frankly, surprised me. There was a time when it seemed that Bibi, or Benjamin Netanyahu, did not believe in the Holy Scriptures. As I recall, he believed in Israel as a political entity only, simply a nation-state like any other. Now it seems as though he's embracing his heritage and its truths. I believe this is why he's become such an important, if not even indispensable, part of Israel's modern existence. As I've watched him grow into a stronger, smarter, and wonderfully unapologetic leader, I can't help but be pleased. I rarely agree with any politician as often as I do with him. I do wish America had a Bibi of our own, instead of a Hussein. Oh, yes, I did. Well, Prime Minister Netanyahu has done another remarkable thing, I think, despite the flack from the media at large, an awesome thing. He has called God's people back to their land. The land he gave to his people forever. Forever. Not until the world decides the eternal promises given by the eternal creator no longer apply. As I quote this, please keep in mind two things. Firstly, he was not speaking in English. Which brings us to point two. I'm relying solely on someone else's interpretation. Then I've taken that and run it through my own mental filter, as do we all and come up with what I heard him to be saying. Speaking of the recent terror attack in Denmark, first, he sends his condolences to the Danish people as a whole, as well as to the Jewish community in Denmark. He goes on to point out that, once again, Jews are being murdered in Europe simply because they are Jews. He continues by pointing out, anti-Semitic terror attacks will continue. He states that Jews deserve protection in every country, However, quote, we say to Jews, to our brothers and sisters, Israel is your home. We are preparing for the absorption of mass migration from Europe. We call on the absorption of mass migration from Europe. I would like to tell all European Jews and all Jews, wherever they are, Israel is the home of every Jew. Israel is waiting for you with open arms. End quote. It is being reported that he made a similar call to come home to the French Jews last month. Amen and amen. Israel is the home of every Jew. It is also the longing of most Christians. Jerusalem. Wow, that is so exciting on so many fronts. Let's start with the biblical. When God is showing Moses the land in Genesis 13:15, he says, To thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. Genesis 26.3 Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee, and will bless thee. 
for unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. In case you don't know, seed just means children or offspring. Genesis 28.13 I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father, and the God of Isaac. The land wherein you lie, to thee will I give it, and to your seed. From Deuteronomy 6.10 The land which ye swear unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Now that makes the line very clear who it's through. Abraham, then Isaac, Jacob, who is named Israel. Not Abraham, Ishmael, and his descendants, who are not Israel. Ishmael was never named Israel by God. Jacob was. So again, Deuteronomy 6.10 is very key. The land which God swore unto your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Psalm 105, verses 7 through 11. He is Adonai, our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He has remembered his covenant forever, the word which he commanded to a thousand generations, which covenant he made with Abraham and his oath unto Isaac, and confirmed the same unto Jacob for a law, and to Israel for an everlasting covenant, saying, Unto you will I give the land of Canaan, the lot of your inheritance. So that's the original land promise. Now here are some verses that talk about once Israel has been scattered, God has promised there will come a time when he will bring them all back. We'll start with Jeremiah 31.10. Hear the word of the Lord, O you nations, and declare it in the isles afar off, and say, He that scattered Israel will gather him and keep him as a shepherd does his flock. Jeremiah 32.37. Behold, I will gather them out of all countries, where I have driven them in my anger, and in my fury, and in great wrath. And I will bring them again into this place, and I will cause them to dwell safely. Isn't God so good? Even as a parent, he must discipline, but he always brings back. He's always loving, he always restores, if you are willing. Jeremiah 16, verses 14 and 15. Therefore, behold, the days come, says the Lord, that it shall no more be said, Adonai lives, that brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. But the Lord lives, that brought up the children of Israel from the land of the north, and from all the lands where he had driven them. And I will bring them again into their land that I gave unto their fathers. Deuteronomy 30, 4 and 5. If any of yours be driven out unto the utmost parts of heaven, From thence will the Lord thy God gather thee, and from thence will he fetch thee. And Adonai thy God will bring thee into the land which thy fathers possessed, and you shall possess it, and he will do you good, and multiply you above your fathers. Isaiah 11, verses 11 and 12. And it shall come to pass in that day, that Adonai shall set his hand again the second time, to recover the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Assyria, and from Egypt, from Pathros, and from Cush, from Elam, from Shinar, from Hamath, and from the islands of the sea. And he will set up an ensign for the nations, and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel, and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. That one's very clear, isn't it? Ezekiel thirty-seven twelve. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, 
Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves, and cause you to come up out of your graves, and bring you into the land of Israel. Now the Ezekiel passage is called the Valley of Dry Bones prophecy. He's talking spiritually, not physically. He's not physically here going to open graves and resurrect people. He's talking in a spiritual way, though Israel has seemed to be utterly desolate, utterly dead, where it seems as though there is no Israel to the world anymore. Back in Ezekiel's day, he says, guess what? I'm going to resurrect Israel. I'm going to breathe life back into my people. And there will again be a people Israel. There will again be a nation Israel. Now we saw that happen this last century. At least we saw it begin. We saw it start. So now that nation exists, that land exists again. Now he's repopulating it. And this is the part we're seeing. That's so awesome. The Bible is true. And we are watching these prophecies in action. Moving on. Ezekiel thirty-seven twenty-one, And say unto them, Thus saith Adonai, God, Behold, I will take the children of Israel from among the heathen, whither they be gone, and will gather them on every side, and bring them into their own land. Amos nine fourteen and 15 And I will bring again the captivity of my people of Israel, and they shall build the waste cities and inhabit them. And they shall plant vineyards and drink the wine thereof. They shall also make gardens and eat the fruit of them. And I will plant them upon their land. And they shall no more be pulled up out of their land which I have given them, saith Adonai, thy God. Micah 4, six. In that day, says the Lord, will I assemble her that halts, and I will gather her that is driven out, and her that I have afflicted. Obadiah 1.17 but upon Mount Zion shall be deliverance, and there shall be holiness, and the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. Zephaniah 3.20 At that time will I bring you again, even in the time that I gather you. For I will make you a name and a praise among all people of the earth, when I turn back your captivity before your eyes, saith the Lord. Jeremiah 23, 5-8 Behold, the days come, saith Adonai, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his days Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name whereby he shall be called, the Lord our righteousness. Therefore, behold, the days come, saith Adonai, that they shall no more say, The Lord liveth, which brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. But Adonai liveth, which brought up, and which led the seed of the house of Israel out of the north country, and from all countries where I had driven them, and they shall dwell in their own land. This may sound familiar. Some of these sound like I'm reading the same verse over and over. I'm not. I'm reading different prophets at different times that gave the same word of the Lord same God, same prophecy, different people, different times. You can research that. And now we are blessed enough to see it begin. Joel chapter 3, verses 17 through 20. So shall ye know that I am Adonai your God, dwelling in Zion, my holy mountain. Then shall Jerusalem be holy, and there shall no strangers pass through her any more. And it shall come to pass in that day that the mountains shall drop down new wine, and the hills shall flow with milk, 
and all the rivers of Judah shall flow with waters. And a fountain shall come forth of the house of the Lord, and shall water the valley of Shittim. Egypt shall be a desolation, and Edom shall be a desolate wilderness, for the violence against the children of Judah, because they have shed innocent blood in their land. But Judah shall dwell forever, and Jerusalem from generation to generation. Ezekiel 37, verses 22 through 25. Neither shall they defile themselves any more with their idols, nor with their detestable things, nor with any of their transgressions. But I will save them out of all their dwelling places, wherein they have sinned, and will cleanse them. So shall they be my people, and I will be their God. And David my servant shall be king over them, and they all shall have one shepherd. They shall also walk in my judgments, and observe my statutes, and do them. And they shall dwell in the land that I have given unto Jacob my servant, wherein your fathers have dwelt. And they shall dwell therein, even they and their children, and their children's children for ever. And my servant David shall be their prince for ever. Zechariah 8, verses 7 and 8 Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will save my people from the east country and from the west country, and I will bring them, and they shall dwell in the midst of Jerusalem, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God, in truth and in righteousness. As always, these are just a few of the many verses that can be quoted. These will not be completed before Jesus the Messiah's return, but they must begin before that happens. There are other things that must also occur. For instance, the temple being rebuilt and the sacrifices begun again. I think Israel must be home before that happens. I reserve my right to be wrong on that and on all other issues. But I believe we are seeing the prophetic winds blowing stronger. The spiritual storm clouds are gathered thickly together. All the forces of darkness and deceit are against Israel regathering. This is why Mr. Netanyahu's call is not being well received. However, it cannot be stopped. God will win. It cannot even be delayed. All things will happen in the times he has appointed for them. Might as well get on his side and get over there. If I had the right to make Aliyah, nothing would be holding me back right now. I long to go. But it is not for me. If it is for you, go. What could possibly be of more value? Only your eternity. Make sure you're in the hands of, of Yeshua HaMashiach now, before he returns. Please, for Zion's sake, I will not be silent. No matter where you stand on Israel's rights, if your blood isn't stirred by this news, you may be dead. Consult your primary care provider. It's not only exciting to see biblical prophecies happening, it's exciting for me to see a people restored. The Holocaust can never be undone. But reparations may be done. I see this as one, in a way. Families were torn apart that now may regather in their truest homeland. Next year in Jerusalem. Next year is now. I would go before never again becomes now. As is starting to happen around the globe. I would gladly choose a new saying. This year in Jerusalem. Acts 3 verses 19 through 21. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, 
when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of Adonai, and he shall send Yeshua HaMashiach, which was preached before unto you, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things, which God hath spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Why must heaven receive him until the time of restitution of all things? Because he's already been here. That's why heaven receives him until the time of restitution. Wow, exciting. Don't pray toward Israel. Pray in Israel. Yeshua Adonai, Jonah 2.9. Thanks for listening. Copyright 2015, A Christian.